day of reckoning. Maybe you've all had it. And the day of reckoning for me was, oh my God, I think I'm a fraud. What am I doing here? What am I doing at this place where I work? Oh my God, I work in technology. I work at a place, I work at a job, and what I do wasn't even around when I was in high school or college. And here I am, sitting in this office, sitting in this place, that looks like an airplane cockpit. I've got two big screens in front of me, and I'm feeling quite techy, I'm feeling very smart. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh God, I'm a fraud to these people, no? But I can have the, I can have the conversations. We'll do that in the PST file. Can I get the environment of your email? I can sound really, really amazing. But I'm behind these screens going, oh my God, this is the day of reckoning. I've lived my life. I, I need to be authentic. I need to be my true self. This is the day. So I see this senior vice president walk by me. She's this to the CEO. She's the person that holds my paycheck in her hand. And I said, I need to talk to you. I really need to talk to you. Well, sure, well, sure, okay, okay, we'll talk. And so as I got up, my life was flashing before my eyes. I said, I have to tell her I'm a fraud, and that means I'll be shown the door. And so I thought, oh my God, this is it, this is it, but I have to live my authentic self, my authentic life. <laughs> I had one time in my life been the youngest employee at a company at the Beaverton School District. And with that, I thought that meant everybody thought I was a card-carrying member of Mensa. <laughs> I thought everybody thought I had an IQ of 180. And I thought everybody must think all these grand and glorious things because I am so young. They must think I graduated college at 12. They didn't. These were all attributes I wanted people to give me because I was the youngest person. And so now I had a different day of reckoning. So I followed this senior VP <coughs> up out of my computer screens that day of reckoning and I went into her office and I said I'm a fraud I, I don't know why you've hired me and she's like what well I guess I guess we do need to talk <laughs> <laughs> and my life's flashing before me because about a week ago I walked into the boardroom of this technology company cutting-edge bleeding-edge technology changing every day history before my eyes and I walked into that boardroom and every face in that boardroom was old enough to be my child. Mm. <laughs> and they were all young men. Mm. And as I looked around that boardroom, I went, you did not see the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. <laughs> you never used that cell phone that looked like a brick with an antenna. <laughs> and in this high-tech world that I'm in, none of you were here when Pong came out. <laughs> wow. And I just went inside. I just lost it. And the CEO, very wealthy man, and all these technology guys, he's 38. A little too old to be my son, but maybe the product of a good time. <laughs> <laughs> From my prom in high school. So he's wearing jeans and tennis shoes and a shirt tail, and I'm like, why am I here? I am not amongst the oldest in the company. I am the oldest in the company. They're not thinking I'm a member of Mensa. They're not thinking that I graduated from college at age 12. They don't care about my IQ. They really don't care about me at all, is what I've decided. And I'm a fraud. 
how did I get here? What am I doing? Oh my God, oh my God. So I'm kind of relaying this to the senior VP who sits this close to the CEO. She's like, really? All this is going on in your work day? You're just going through this whole, wow. Wow, well, this is some pretty heavy duty stuff. Wow, she goes, really? Really? All this stuff is going on? She said, because you know what? I never thought that at all. And I don't really think these people care or think that at all, really, either. Really? Because I'm quite sure they do, because I made them think about it. I was the prisoner of my own thinking. And it came washing over me that I was dragging an elephant into the room all by myself. Nobody was creating it. I was. And that elephant had a walker and a cane and gray hair and wrinkle cream, and I drew attention to it like crazy. Did you call your mother today, young man? <laughs> and I made old people jokes, and I thought for sure being the oldest person in the company was not as wonderful as the youngest person. I thought they were giving me attributes like, she's probably forgotten a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> or we're going to have to speak louder, because she's old. And I was giving myself all these attributes, and it was crippling me, and I would sit behind my computer screens in my cockpit, just not performing well at my job at all, and this was all so self-imposed. So the senior VP says to me, you know what, I, I, I really don't see that at all. As a matter of fact, you're the demographic we want to hire. As a matter of fact, you're right. It is a bunch of 30-something guys in this office that are old enough to be your child, and we need to change it, don't we? Oh, yeah, well, oh, God, what am I going to do with that elephant I've been dragging around? <laughs> oh, my God, I've gotten so used to it. I've gotten so comfortable. It got to be a great excuse. It got to be a good reason. And I realized I have created this entire prison for myself. So she said, you know what? I think I'd like you to start up this division and do this and do this. And I was like... And I stared at her for this really uncomfortable amount of time <laughs> in disbelief. And I said, well, yeah, I guess. I guess. And that day of reckoning was born from a lot of loss. I'm widowed. I'm a stroke survivor. I've got a couple of kids I've raised on my own. And it was that, what have you got to lose? So she and I shot that elephant in that room right then and there. We got rid of it. And I went forward with a new kick in my step. My kids like me better because now I look at those 30-something young men and I look at what they're wearing and I look at their shoes. Because my kids told me to quit buying clothes from a long time ago. So now I get them really cool gifts. <laughs> See what everybody's wearing. And they go, God, I'd really wear this. Wow, how did you know? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm enjoying this now. I feel a lot of freedom in this now that being the oldest and the wisest comes with something, <laughs> comes with some knowledge. And one of the neatest things that happened to me, I was sitting in our lunchroom with all the 30-somethings, and I thought, oh, they're being so kind to indulge me. But it was really quite genuine, and as I enjoyed getting to know each of them, Jonathan, you have three children. I'd like to know their names. Tell me a little bit about them. And he did. Esteban, tell where are you from? I'm from Peru, and he told me about his family. And Blake, what about you? Where did, where did you go to school? And he told me. And he said, you know, Mary, we've never really known each other until you started work here. We'd come in here, and we were, you know, doing this and doing that. And until you came in and you actually seemed interested in us, we didn't really know each other. Why are you interested in us? 
I said, well, gosh. I said, you're old enough to be my children, and I enjoy that. And I like to think that somewhere in the world, there's a middle-aged woman with my sons who are being as kind to them and are genuinely interested in them. And I hope, I hope I pay it forward. Mm -hmm.